Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the footloose to his fancy free, Michael Howard. Don't you dance in my town, you son of a bitch. Dancing is is illegal. Didn't you know that? Mm-hmm. Because I'm an old Baptist man and <laughs> woman in town. Can't can't <laughs> dance for me. To be fair, though, like, the town was full of white people. Uh-huh. So, like, I get it. Maybe they saw they saw them dancing and they were like, no, this... It immediately needs to stop. Hey, y'all, like, it's not that we don't like it. You're just not good at it. Yeah, like, get better. Yeah. Right? I mean, thank God Patrick Swayze showed up. Yeah. Homie could dance. That's fine. He came from out of town. The Swayster, as I like to call him. Yeah, that's, I mean, the classic nickname for him, the Swayster. <laughs> that's what everyone called him. And the Swayzenator. Yeah. I, I got nothing. I mean, Swayzenator and uh, Swayster, that, that was the two. <laughs> Those are the two classic names that everyone knew him by. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I don't think I told you this. Um, you might know uh, my family nickname growing up was Mikey Mookie. Um, and some, I went, I played basketball, I, mean, I played basketball my whole childhood, but one of my rando coaches took it upon himself to just call me the Mookster. One time, and that was just like the name he insisted on calling me, and I was like, I don't really like this, and also I don't know you. Where where did Mikey Mookie come from? I don't know. I think uh, Mookie Wilson played for the Yankees back in the day, Uh, and I was gonna go with Mookie Blaylock, maybe. That was that was before I was I was a, a grown lad at that point. Mm, okay, Um, but yeah. so, uh, So this coach took it upon himself to much like you just. Coined the Swayster as a classic <laughs> nickname that everyone knew him by. He just like out of the blue is like, you're the Mookster. It's like, I don't know you, weird adult. You don't have to call me that. And he's like, nah, I'm going to do it. I didn't like That's it. one of the problems with having a very common name is that people insist on giving you nicknames. Yeah, that's fair. Is Do people still use like stir as a suffix to like for nicknames? I mean, obviously you do, but like, is that still a common usage? I, that feels like a very '90s sort of like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it became a thing because of Rob Schneider as the yeah the making copies. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old Ronster making copies. Yeah, and we're like literally the only two people listening to this right now. And yeah, we've lost our who entire audience. It. No, I, no, not just who understand it. We just lost everyone. <laughs> everyone just turned this dumb show off. Um, like, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I found about 10 minutes ago, I came home from getting a late din-din. And in the intervening time that I was gone, um, Sora had pulled an entire chicken carcass out of the trash and just housed it. It's gone now. She made it go bye-bye. The whole thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what, for, for, was there any remnants or was it just no, gone? No, it's gone. The Publix bag was fully intact. The the rotisserie chicken bag fully intact. The carcass gone. That's impressive. She's a magician when it when she needs to be. Um, yeah, and I don't know if it's better than the alternative, like just ra- rather than finding just like rando chicken cartilage around my apartment. She just took it to the house. <laughs> so, uh, Bonnie has taken to do this thing. We started giving her. Um, dental bones because her breast smells like shit Mm, and what she does we give it to her at night and what she does is she keeps it in her mouth and then she just basically goes from the living room back to the bedroom and then walks around for a little bit and then back to the living room and back to the bedroom for like literally 20 minutes Mm -hmm. she will do this and then at one point i was like oh you want to go in the office and i opened the office and she came in here and she walked around for a little bit and then started now now this was part of the loop no, and she, then she just okay. You broke her a little bit more. Yeah. Every, every and every time though, she always goes to the exact same spot in the living room and ends up eating it there. It just takes her twenty five minutes to get there. I just I don't I don't get it. I mean, her, I want to know what's going on in in her little doggy brain. She, her brain is the size of a wasabi pea. So I mean, <laughs> you can't really you can't get inside that that brain. It's just animal instinct that she she's like I need to bury it somewhere, but I literally cannot dig in this in this wood floor and carp and uh, rug. So just need to give her more blankets on the floor. That's what she's <laughs> missing. Um. Well, Michael. Speaking of dumb animals and how we should treat them better, Pete is at it again. Oh boy, I can't wait. Michael, did you know that um, eating vegetables instead of animals gives you a big old dick? Oh, big old dick, huh? Yeah, you'll just hang dong. 
Okay. So so all these all the extends pills and and stuff that Jimmy Johnson was selling those are just no, it's snake oil. Snake you just oil. Need to eat veggies. It's actually just a plant-based diet. A plant-based mm. whole foods diet is what will secretly give you, Michael, the first of all, it'll give you the end to traditional masculinity and also a massive massive vegetable dong. You know how I know that's not true? How that the, the the common joke is that vegans will always tell you that they're vegan, right? Yeah. If it also gave them a big dick, yeah, there that's... is no male vegan who would ever shut up about the fact that he was vegan and had a giant dick because of it. That's so true. Yeah. So that's how I know that is a hundred percent false. Yeah, and that it and actually vegan like normally when you meet a vegan, it's that's the first thing they tell you. That would become the second thing. It would definitely become the second thing. And women would probably date a lot more vegans. Well, it's not all about size, Michael. It's just, I mean, and, and I'll say this. So PETA released a, a video on Twitter saying that, quote, traditional masculinity is dead, all caps. The secret to male sexual stamina is veggies. And then it just goes into this horror horrendous video of just dudes with creepy looks on their faces <laughs> dancing with like gigantic vegetable dongs and like balls <laughs> um and like <laughs> first of all i can't imagine voluntarily choosing to be in this video even if you were vegan and believed in like the pita mission oh my god i'm watching it now the first guy the tennis player he looks like he's he looks like he wants to assault me with his giant carrot dick. Yeah, it's got so first of all, he's hanging to like mid calf. This is not just the biggest dick I've seen. It's the biggest carrot I think I've seen. <laughs> um and he appears so to have coconut just, balls. You you want to tell Peter to read the room, you know? So read read the read the the country right now, Peter. Uh this this isn't this isn't it. So I gotta say I think we we have stumbled on in our second episode of the, of the new the new year. I think we've just set, like probably settled in on a, a hearty theme for the year, if not this like entire next season of Trends in Low Places. Are men okay? I don't think they are. Like bros, are we good, homies? The the thing about this commercial too, though, is that like everyone, all of the guys in it. Are the creepiest looking motherfuckers you've ever seen, and not so it's just like yeah, you have they, a big dick, but you're also going to be the weirdest fucker ever. It's also somehow they're like reverse Supermaning, like Superman wears his underwear on the outside of his <laughs> pants. These guys are wearing their dicks on the outside of their pants. It's just odd. Like if they if they just had like a big old bulge underneath, like you know, there's no need to be crass about it with your big old vegetable dong and your lettuce pubes. For this one dude, you know, give me a little mystery, PETA, you know? Yeah, you know, I think they kind of took the idea that, like, you know, comedy is absurd. Like, absurdist comedy is very big right now, you know, like the Eric Andre show and stuff like that. And they just, they took all the wrong lessons from it, I think. Well, so they also, they took the wrong lessons on it. And I, I think, like, this is so important. Like, most critically... They forgot to be funny, which is mm. like <laughs> such a bold choice. Um, yeah. But so I guess we have to talk about this was, I guess, in response to the Gillette Super Bowl ad about um, basically being the best a man can be also involves not being a shitty person. Yes. Not just, yeah. you know, shaving your sweet cheeks with uh, three to five blades with a moisture which, strip. Which is, I mean, it's a big change for them because like. Literally every Gillette ad I've ever seen before this one is just a guy who is just insanely attractive and buff shaving a face that doesn't have any hair on it and then a hot woman like caressing him Mm -hmm. with his shirt off. Right. With his shirt off. Clearly. And hey, one thing that those old traditional masculinity commercials got right is they just implied that he had a big dick. Exactly. They didn't just come out and say, oh, look at this eggplant with two pineapples for balls. <laughs> you just kind of knew. In his lounge pants, guy's packing. He's, yeah, I mean, he's, you know what? He's demure about it, though. Mm-hmm. He's not swinging it around at a club. I mean, and that's the, I mean, that's the real, like, you don't have to tell anyone you have a big dick. We just, we just get it. 
that's fine. <laughs> but so, just are men okay? Because so this this Gillette ad came out, and so for anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm sure you haven't been on the internet for a week, I guess. Um, it basically just was saying that men have to step up and like tell other men to stop being shitheads, and apparently that made people mad online. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, shocking. Let me guess. It was a lot of redditors and 4chaners and Twitter. Let's not let's not say Twitter wasn't involved. But it's like, yeah, but you can find. I mean, you can find anyone with like six followers to say anything on Twitter. That's true. Um, I will say. I mean, as much as I don't need a corporation making money by telling me to like anything, um, <laughs> I will say like. If we're upset about just like literally one of the scenes was an adult man stopping a pack of angry children from beating up a nerdy child. Like, yeah, buds. Yeah. There's nothing bad about that. How can yeah, you possibly like, be upset about this? Look, I I get it. Like, oh, it's a corporation trying to capitalize on the Me Too movement and, you know, the, the end of to- toxic masculinity and stuff. But like, it's not like Gillette isn't going to make more commercials. They're gonna make commercials. Why not a why not one that tells men to stop being assholes? For like, like 45 seconds during the right. Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and like honestly, I know football fans, they're probably the ones who need most to be told to stop being assholes. Mm-hmm. Like Pretty- th- these are grown men at football games who like get into fights with children and old people. Can I say this? Because they're too drunk to stand up. Particularly Patriots fans. Oh, God, they're the worst. Yeah. And I know at least one Patriots fan who's going to listen to this podcast. And, hey, she's a woman, so, I mean, maybe not directed at her, but. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey. Hey, I hope you lose this weekend. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, so um, men aren't doing well. I feel like we're just going to, I feel like this year is going to be just a lot of red pill dudes. Oh, also, I feel like we didn't talk about this. I, I stumbled across a, um, I guess uh, the men's rights dudes got tired of being called MRAs and like red pillars. I stumbled across like a new acronym uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was MGTOW. Like someone, someone just like posts like get your MG, MGTOW ass out of here, and I had to look it up, and it, apparently it stands for men going their own way. Ah, uh, yes. And it made me laugh. Go so, your own way. Yeah, like it made me laugh so so hard. Here's the thing, I I I mean. I wish they would go their own way in a very opposite direction of anywhere that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And just like off the internet, off yeah. of any public space, that'd be fine. Hey, like go your own way, just head east and don't stop until you're at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, you know where you can preserve and protect your own sovereignty above all else? At the bottom of a sewer. at the <laughs> Or the ocean. Yeah. Be Aquaman for all I care. You can be sovereign as fuck down there. Just go away. It's yours. Anyway, buddy. (laughs) What do you got going on this week, pal? How are you doing? Uh, You know, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, except I'm a little worried about this super blood wolf moon that you you sent me a story about here. It it feels like a whole thing. Like, how did did no one tell me about this before four days before it's going to happen. It feels like something that should be trumpeted from the hilltops. Like, well, I guess, Michael, the people who would normally warn us about this are currently furloughed. I have to assume. Uh, that's a good point. But, like, you can't call something a super blood wolf moon. Because it does sound like a death metal band. Like, everyone <laughs> should be talking about this. Yeah. For I mean, I knew what a blood moon was. I knew what a super moon was. I've never heard of a wolf moon other than... No, uh, I've heard of the blue corn moon from the Pocahontas song uh, and wolf howls at it. I've, I've never heard of, heard of a three super blo- wolf moon. I've heard of the three wolf moon. I've never yes. heard of a super blood wolf moon. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I didn't actually says, read the first January full moon will appear larger and brighter than normal. Full lunar eclipse moon turns red, which is always a good sign, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, full eclipse timing. It's It's overnight. Yeah, so I'm not. You know, I feel like I feel like people should be telling us this stuff. Okay, so it's a okay. I didn't realize it was a part of a lunar, a total lunar eclipse. 
visible across the U.S., Europe, and parts of Africa and Russia. Uh, visible before midnight, <laughs> first from start to finish in the U.S. in 19 years. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, I get on Twitter. I, I read Twitter every day. And, like, I know the stupidest shit going on at any given moment. And somehow I just did not know there was going to be a super blood wolf moon with a full lunar eclipse for the first time in 19 years. Like, what the fuck, Internet? How how did we fail this badly? We're, we're four days away from it. And I didn't know about it. So yeah. super moon closest to the moon in its orbit during its full phase. Uh, making it appear bigger. Wolf Moon is a Native American name for the first full moon of the year, and a blood moon occurs mm. when a total lunar eclipse when the sun, earth, and moon all line up and the shadow of the earth casts a reddish glow on its lone natural satellite. That's fucking dope as hell, right? I mean, just, I mean, I feel like that's how I felt about the, um, like the bomb vortex or whatever, like the winter <laughs> storms that, like, two years ago. Yeah. It's like, how do we not know about all these dope ass, like, meteorological and astrological events astronomical events sorry yeah like uh when we were in school i feel like if you were trying to teach kids about astronomy and you know events with the earth and the moon and the sun like telling a fucking like seven like a seven-year-old that there is a super wolf blood moon or whatever like that's probably exciting i would think have they discovered more science since we were kids I mean, they've definitely discovered more science, but I feel like this one... This is like it's basic... The moon. Yeah, like Stonehenge knew about this shit. <laughs> right. But like, I only knew about you know, lunar eclipse, solar eclipse. I didn't get wolf moon, blood moons. Yeah. I would have been Just way saying. more into it. We've been we've been failed as a generation on uh, learning about blood, wolf, moon. And I mean, I Owl. think I get a pass because, again, I did go to Christian school. <laughs> so, like, our science was multiple millennia behind everyone else. Yeah, but you think that would have been even more reason for them to be like, see, you shouldn't have touched yourself last night. Now there's a blood the, wolf moon. Now the moon is blood red because you thought about boners and stuff. <laughs> because God cried blood tears. <laughs> <laughs> so you sent me this story about literal toxic masculinity. Yes. Again, to go I, back to toxic masculinity, uh, you want to you want to intro that one? Sure. Um, Michael, do you have any like home remedies like passed down through the Howard generations? Uh, you know, my the Greek side of my family to this day swears that the Avgo Lamont Avgo Lamono soup, which is an egg lemon soup, Greek soup, uh, can basically like. If you're, if you're sick, if you have a cold or a flu or whatever, it, it'll basically not cure you, but it'll, it, it'll, it'll make it go away pretty quick. That's how I felt about soft boiled eggs with torn up pieces of wheat bread in it. My mom used to make that when I was sick. What in the shit did you just say? A soft, soft, bo- soft boiled, boiled egg. egg with torn up pieces of like wheat bread in a bowl. And then you just mash that all up and eat it down. It made, made that my sounds tum- like prison food. Well, it made my six-year-old tum-tum feel real good when I was a sick boy at home. Um, and then all the medicine, too. That helped. Yeah. I mean, like, we, 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 you know, typical stuff. I mean, that's very similar to a chicken noodle soup, chamomile tea, you know, all these things that, like, don't actually fix you, but they make you feel better. Right. They bring a certain, like, creature comfort, like, exactly. healing to you. Exactly. Um, well, Michael, you're getting old like me. I mean, I woke up, I've woken up multiple times recently with just bad back because sleep wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been tempted to, like, have you tried any remedies for your your oldness, your old bad back? Yeah, every once in a while, you know, I'll get, get some stretches, maybe some some creams, take some Advil. Maybe an icy hot, know. icy hot yeah. patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the patches. Those are great. Heating pad. Yeah, so I I've realized since hitting you know thirty three that my body's beginning to just completely deteriorate. Um, I haven't really explored alternate medicine because you know I went to college. Can we just talk about real quick though? It's amazing how much older I feel from when I was ten years younger. Right mm-hmm. in the te- in the last ten years, I feel like my body has deteriorated to the point where I'm like, how the fuck am I going to live another? 40 to 50 years mm-hmm. like the rate of decay yeah like there if it if it continues at this rate i am going to literally just be a, a pile of bones on the floor that can't move by like 60 maybe and like can i say this probably 
probably a better out than the way we're heading. Like, I'd rather just decay of natural causes and just be a skeleton walking and around. Not, and, and we're not unhealthy people. Yeah, well. I play sports. I work out. I run every once in a while. I, I have recently taken 15 days off drinking. Exactly. That feels like a big win. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I've imbued myself with such power and, and joy. <laughs> All my pores are singing shooting rainbows out it's great <laughs> i'm actually doing this podcast um 100 sober in your honor oh man, damn we're both sober yeah oh this is gonna suck this is already <laughs> a bad one it's gonna end up being our best one ever and then we're never gonna be able to drink again during the podcast and it's gonna be just weird i mean we've talked about making a business out of this at one point i mean like realistically we probably shouldn't be you know, I, I will say I'm glad we're not doing uh, Longest Days of Our Lives right now because that one is kind of built around drinkies <laughs> for all the good murder. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd be hard pressed to continue my streak here. Um, OK, so let's let's get back to the case of a 33 year old Irish man. Irishman. OK. Who so it um, involves alcohol? Uh, no, not at all. Oh, wow. No. Um, it does involve masculinity, Michael, and all the dumb things boys do, and literally killing yourself because of your toxic masculinity. Um, Mm -hmm. so, chronic back pain. It's a real stinker. Yep. Um, guy decided not to seek medical attention and just to kind of do some, some home remedies, some holistic healing. And, um, some homeopathy. Yeah, some homeopathy. And he decided on a um, intravenous cocktail that he brewed up at home. That's a bold move to make your own drug that you have to inject into yourself. Yes. So I'm going to start with first the um, the bad part. Well, not the bad part. <laughs> what should be the worst part, but is okay. not. <laughs> so for 18 months, this man had been injecting himself intravenously with a single hypodermic needle that he had purchased online. Ah, yes. The, uh, the reusable needle. Just the one. Yeah. Um, so he finally, after 18 months of his chronic back pain, heroin addicts know better than that. Come on. Up to a point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm saying a a majority of like, we learned, we, we learned about that, you know? I just feel like even if you bought it on Amazon, surely they come in a pack. <laughs> like, you don't just get the just one. Just buy a single intravenous needle. Like, uh, you can't just get one hypodermic needle for Prime. Like, that's a, that's a, at most an add-on. Like, he must have bought, like, a puzzle or something. And then, like, okay, it's a three ninety nine add-on for this hypodermic needle. I'm good. Maybe it was on the Amazon Prime truck, treasure truck or whatever. Just yeah. throwing out throwing out needles. That could be it. Yeah. He got the text and just like, I'll pick one up. Um, so anyway, so 18 months. He finally sought medical attention, but not <laughs> sorry, okay. This this article fucked me up. Okay. So he finally, uh, after 18 months of injecting himself in his arm, uh, finally sought medical attention for severe sudden onset lower back pain after lifting a quote heavy steel object. So he injected it in his arm mm-hmm. for his Back pain. And then it got way, way worse. Sure. I'm going to read you the case studies title of the doctor who treated this man at the Adelaide and Meath Hospital in Ireland. Oh, Jesus. The title is, the first word is in quotes, quote, seemingly harmless, harmless back pain, an unusual presentation of a subcutaneous abscess. Did you say seemingly? Seemingly. Like seemingly, mm. but with semen in it? Mm-hmm. Can you? Um, fuck. <laughs> this man was brewing up a cocktail of his own jizz and shooting it into his arm. <laughs> was, okay. Fuck, was he, was it just semen or was it like a mixture of some other stuff or what? They don't say, it just says his semen. A subcutaneous semen injection. Um, He also... Did some intramuscular uh, mm. injections. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was just taking a vial of his own jizz and shooting it into his arm once a month for eighteen months to treat his for back. Eighteen months to treat his back pain. Was it working for the first seventeen months? Um, no. What it was doing was slowly, probably not that slowly, building up a pocket of air 
and an abscess of horrible, horrible microbes under his skin and his arm. <laughs> you mean that you mean that semen isn't meant to be injected into your bloodstream and muscles? Apparently not. Weird. And, Weird. Uh, and again, I I think just proof positive that men are just poison. <laughs> I just ha- I want to know how you get to the the thought of just like my back hurts. Better shoot my own jizz into my arm and like not even like I do need to know if he like one went with a topical application to start. No, that would be gross. <laughs> just I can't just <laughs> I mean yes. How do you get it into the syringe? Did he? Did he like masturbate into a cup and then pour it in, or did he try to just write into the syringe, or like? He must have done. A I cup. have so many questions. He must have just done like a cup and then just like pulled it in out of like <laughs> kind of like when you give your dog medicine and like in like the little syringe, like plastic syringes yeah, they give you, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, there's that. Um, I don't but like like what what makes you like? Did he think that they were similar to stem cells or something? I, I really need to know if he thought it was, one, semen that would heal him, or two, sp- specifically his semen. Like, I do want to know if he, like, had a girlfriend or a wife who, like, was suffering from back pain, and then they had sex, and, like, a day later, she's like, you know, I feel a lot better. Oh. And he's like, oh, maybe I have healing jizz. Well, I don't have a vagina to put it in, so I should put it into a needle and inject it in my arm. And I'm not going to drink it or put it in a... I can't put it in a smoothie. I'm not going to rub it on myself, because that feels weird. (laughs) That is just gross to rub it on yourself. It's just nasty. So, better inject it into my arm. Also, it was in his upper forearm, like, on the inside of his arm. Like it's just That's not even a normal place you inject medicine. Like it wasn't like in his like vein in his elbow. It was just like middle of his forearm on the like the inside of it. And you can see the actual abscess in I'm gonna send you this uh a picture of the uh x-ray in one second if I can find it. Cause you can it's just a golf ball sized <laughs> mass in his arm. <laughs> and I'll, here's the thing. From the title of it, the, quote, seemingly harmless back pain, I feel like you shouldn't be able to get cutesy as a doctor or a researcher talking about this. (laughs) Like, you don't get to, like, make puns. So I'm reading this, the discussion at the the end. A comprehensive review of Embase, PubMed, Google Scholar, and the wider internet was conducted with an emphasis on intravenous semen injection for the treatment of back pain as well as for other medical and non-medical uses. Although there is a report of the effects of subcutaneous semen injection into rats and rabbits, there were no cases of intravenous semen injection into humans found across the literature. Who's, okay, what, which semen, whose semen is being injected into rats and rabbits? And And why? why? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like why is the important one. Like, I feel like we, like, there are legends of like the chimera just unholy blends of different animals that come back to haunt humans nonstop. It's mm-hmm. like, have we learned nothing? Like, why do we feel the need to just shoot jizz and seed into every possible living organism? Like, why? Or guys? non-living. Or yeah, yeah. Far be it from me. Um, <laughs> like, what is? I don't up? mean dead. I mean like non. Yeah, robots. Like inanimate. Sure. <laughs> oh, it's a oh. hole. Better fuck it. <laughs> It's like, what is wrong with us? God, in this x-ray, the dude's forearm is as big as his bicep. Because <laughs> there's so much semen in it. Look, I just want to... Okay, he did it for 18 straight months. Yep. Like, he had to have been feeling some kind of relief for to him to keep doing it, right? Or he was just like, yeah, no, it, it has to build up. It probably takes probably takes 18 months to two years to really work. I mean, it's like when you start on antidepressants, the doctor says, like, the first six weeks are just building up in your system and changing that old, that big, bad brain chemistry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, at a certain point, it probably just felt good. You're like, you know what? (laughs) I love it. I love getting filled with this stuff. And then you got you got three to six months of placebo effect. It's like, I bet this this probably feels better. Do you think that uh, he was just masturbating a whole, whole lot and somebody was like, hey, you masturbate too much. And he was like, no, it's 
It's for medicine. It's for my doctor. I'm my doctor, but I have a note. <laughs> <laughs> I have a note from my doctor, me, that says I need to masturbate constantly and furiously so that I can inject semen into my arm. Once a month. Um, It doesn't say how much you did at one go. Michael, have you ever... This is the worst part to me. Not the worst part because there's so many bad parts, but have you seen Requiem for a Dream? I have not. Okay, well, there's a because part... Because I'm kind of like... I've never been in that mood. Uh, yeah, the mood that you just want to be sad and horrified <laughs> and just like be really terrified of fun for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. There's pretty good chance that the reason I don't do drugs and probably never will is because of that movie. Mm, mm-hmm. Which scared straight. Thanks, Darren Aronofsky. But I think train spotting kind of put me down that. Train spotting was just like it showed how like weird and low people can get when they're on drugs. Man, him in in that when he's coming down though or uh going through with the with the withdrawals, like that 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 looks awful. That's fair. Um, believe me when I say in so every way. So you should way, never stop doing it once you've started. That's true. That, that's probably what this guy was up to. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> he was like, I don't want to go through semen withdrawals. I'm, I'm in too deep. I got to keep going. Um, <laughs> anyway, believe me when I say that in every way, shape, and form, Requiem for a Dream is worse than Train Spotting. Um, okay. And I was going to say that in the movie, there is a scene where uh, Jared Leto's character is so desperate for a fix that he shoots up into an abscess in his arm that he had given himself by doing too much heroin. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, like, this guy clearly at one point shot up, shot semen into his abscess. Like, it clearly was red and inflamed, and he took the time to be like, I better keep doing this. The redness shows that it's working. That's how you know. That's how you know it's working. Apply directly we- to the abscess. <laughs> Because I have a this this golf ball sized thing underneath my arm. It's all red and, and puffy, and it hurts. That's just the semen doing its work. <laughs> it's just the semen doing its thing. Yeah, that's whenever I put semen anywhere else, people scream in par- terror and pain. So I'm doing it right for me. I know that. <laughs> I want to know what the heavy steel object he list- lifted that I'm made s- the back pain get worse. I'm going to assume it was like a five pound. It was like a microwave that he was moving like into his house. There's no way. I think it was just he tried to lift it with his poisoned arm and mm. he tweaked his back. That's it. I'm very curious. So like abscesses can um, rupture. Mm-hmm. What would have come out of the abscess? I think spiders. <laughs> <laughs> like, like would it have been semen? I think it would have been some unholy blend of semen and then just uh, having had an abscess, nothing good comes out of it. I'll say that much. I can, again, confidently say nothing good comes out. And mine didn't have semen involved. Hmm. It was just all the the normal good stuff. Yeah, the the normal abscess stuff. Yeah, the good, the good. Oh, I can't even. Oh, Good Lord. Uh, I just don't even understand what goes through people's brains sometimes. And like how many how many other home remedies did he try before he or was it just straight to semen? Just that, that's again. And again, if semen was his first idea, how long did it take him to be like, <laughs> better shoot this? But like, yeah, what else did he try? Yeah, like he was like, oh, I'm going to try some icy hot. That didn't work. Semen. Can you imagine, though, if you died from this? Like, because this, no one knows this guy's name, because for some reason, the Irish press has failed us and have not, did not share this man's name. It just says man. And I don't know if Ireland has HIPAA regulations. I'm sure they do. But if he had died from this, everyone would know his name and the mm-hmm. cause of death. Yeah. And he would be the guy forever known who died from shooting his own semen into his own veins. Yeah, I, f- I think we've finally found a more embarrassing way to die than autoerotic asphyxiation. Because it takes at least 18 months. <laughs> at least. And that's doing it badly. Using the same needle over and over to shoot your own jizz up. Poorly. <laughs> like, if he was good at it, this could have taken at least two years. Yeah. Do you think that's the only place he's been injecting it was into his forearm? I mean... Or do you think that, like, he was injecting it other places... 
and then the forearm is just the one that happened to get infected. I mean, like any good junkie, you don't you got to hide those marks. <laughs> He's probably all over the place. This is just the one injection site that got got messed up. Maybe he tried to claim he was for his lower back pain, but really he he found a new drug. Like maybe if you inject yourself with semen, it gives you a really, really good high. Maybe that maybe he was just on a ton of drugs and thought maybe it's still in my semen and I'll just I'll get double drug. Oh, yes. No one. Mm, people didn't uh, investigate that level of it. Because they do, you know, they do the pee test for drugs. So drugs are still in your pee. Maybe they're still in your balls. Mm hmm. And I don't know about public education in Ireland. Maybe he thinks pee and semen are the same thing. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> anyway, Mike, what else you got for me this week, buddy? Other than literal toxic masculinity. So, uh, speaking of, of hospitals and people dying, uh, I have a little palate cleanser for you. <laughs> oh, th- <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, this is a little bit of an older story, but um, I recently refound it. Um, it's actually kind of sweet, even though it involves death. So this man and his wife, they had been married for a very long time, um, and she got ovarian cancer, and she died from ovarian cancer, and she gave her husband one final instruction when she died was that water her plants that are in the bathroom. There were, there were some ferns. She really loved them, and she was like, hey, water them for me, and he was yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. Uh, he watered the plants for four years until they were moving some of his belongings into a retirement home and somebody was like hey uh you know these plants in this bathroom they're fake oh no (laughs) but he kept them alive for four years (laughs) he thought he was doing such a great job they were like hey they're not growing but they're also not dying so i got that going for me which is nice. So he was just pouring water into a fake plant for four years. Where was the water going? <laughs> Somewhere. It was probably turned into an abscess in the bottom <laughs> of the... So my first thought was that, like, you know, maybe she was, I don't know, losing her mind. And she thought that she had real plants in there. But he says that uh, she, was a ver- she was very funny, had a cheeky sense of humor. Um, and that she think or he thinks that she was just pranking him. You know what? That's one read. I don't know this woman. I don't know this guy. I feel like this is such an ultimate beautiful expression of love because she gave him a task to like remember her by that uh-huh. he could not possibly fuck up. <laughs> that like that true. is such a good like like every day this guy would water these plants and feel like such like oh connected to his wife and be like oh I'm doing this great thing. I'm remembering her. And I'm like, like doing this task that she gave me. Mm-hmm. And he felt like, I'm sure he felt such pride that he's like doing this for Carol. <laughs> do, you, do you think that um, she replaced the plants with fake ones specifically to do this prank? Or do you think yeah. that she was like on, she was like on her deathbed and was like, yo, this is going to be so good. Again, I think it's two things. One, it's either she's the most thoughtful woman alive, and if John Wick has taught me anything, it's that women think about us way more than we deserve, mm-hmm. especially when they're about to leave us and they give us puppies and plants. Um, or, yeah, on her deathbed, I think she probably planned it like two months in advance, especially if she she had, you know, a disease that she knew about, ovarian cancer for four years, like... She knew it was going to happen. I mm. bet she planned this. She's like, oh, I'm going to fuck this guy so good. <laughs> he, it says uh, that the the couple's daughter said that her father was so proud of himself for keeping the plants alive for so long. Yeah. Okay. So this is okay. So on the sidebar, it says they were together. They met at 16 years old and they were together since then the entire time. Oh, yeah. She pulled one on him. She pulled one on him. But also, again, I feel like. She gave him a task that she knew would validate him every day <laughs> and that he could not possibly fuck up. It is very, very sweet, especially because so I have I have uh, one set of grandparents still living and they I love my grandma to death, but she <laughs> she says the weirdest shit and like 
she she you could tell she loves people but she she never she always just rags on my grandpa mm-hmm. just like random shit too and then at one point she joked he has to take nitroglycerin pills but she carries them in her purse and one time she joked that like that maybe she'd be too lazy to get up and get her purse <laughs> And she once sent me a birthday card that said, it was like 32 years ago you were born, but we all make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> Damn, Grandma. <laughs> so, so, seeing like, you know, an actual nice grand set of grandparents that loved each other, and but then also seeing them that, that she still, like my grandma would do this to my grandpa out of just... Out of spite. Because she thought it was... Not even out of spite. Yeah. Just because she thought it would be the fucking funniest thing she's ever heard in her life. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying... I'm still trying to parse that card that you got from your grandma. <laughs> Did you make the mistake by being born? Like, should you have, like, nah, I'm out? Did your parents was, I don't think it was, like... I don't think that was the exact wording. I think it was, like, like, 20... It was, like, you know, 32 years ago, like you were brought into this world or, or someone brought you into this world or God brought you, whatever. And it was like, oh, but we all make mistakes. Um, I wish I still had it. I think we lost it when we moved because I definitely kept it for a really long time because it was my <laughs> favorite card that I've ever gotten. That sounds very good. So I will say, um, okay, Michael, so you, you asked where the water went. She said, my poor dad probably thought the toilet had a permanent leak as there was always water on the floor. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I want to lean back into the John Wick angle of this (laughs) because as much as this guy, like, I think it really meant a lot to him that he kept these plants alive for four Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. If someone took that away from me, especially (laughs) I'm sure at some level he I I hope that he might have known. But like if someone took that joy away from me, it's like, oh, I guess I don't have to water them anymore. I'd be pissed. I'd be so mad. That's true. That's true. That's kind of mean. It's like this is again like the like a connection he had every day to to his wife and his ding dang kids stole that from him. <laughs> Killed He's that like, yeah. from him. Yeah, you fuckers. I know. It's fun and funny. But, but I was I was hiding it. I was gonna keep doing it forever. It's, it's too bad. But this is. Michael, this is probably the sweetest story we've ever shared on this show. It is very, very sweet. It is should we, hilarious. Should we do more about this and not talk about dongs? <laughs> like, <laughs> we nonstop? Should, we should definitely do more sweet, funny stories. But, unfortunately, um, the world is a hellscape, and so there are none. Like, literally, this is from a year ago, and I haven't found a single one since then that has been sweet and funny and worth talking about. This is, yeah, very few stories check all those boxes. Um, so there was some Reddit comment about semen being good for your skin. I was like, ah. <laughs> oh, wait, I feel we? like that comes out every like every once in a while. Like there's a news story. It's like, oh, semen does this. It's miracle cure. And it's like, was that written by seven dudes? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, what what is it? Wasn't uh, Gwyneth Paltrow doing the... Uh, Foreskin facials? Yes. Foreskin yeah. facials. Or Kate Blanchett was. Um, okay. Well, let's not get too far into that story. <laughs> um, Michael, just to bring us back down to earth, um, back down into the tilt sewers. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you about the uh, this Christmas Eve, I think? Yeah, it was Christmas Eve, the day of Christmas Eve. This was a couple years ago, and I was driving through West Palm, and I went down... Uh, this road and there's a bunch of houses with like long driveways and I saw a man on a rascal scooter dressed as Santa Claus and he was driving a scooter and he was just had a handle of Jack Daniels upturned into the air that he was chugging and then he drove off the side of his his uh, driveway and just laid in the grass chugging <laughs> Jack Daniels that that is so sad but also funny as hell one of the most baller things i've ever seen if i'm being (laughs) honest um and i've never seen it's like i've never seen it's equal that acts equal but god giveth once god giveth again michael um (laughs) apparently a woman in texas was given a lifetime ban from walmart for doing something similar a lifetime ban from walmart that takes doing 
Yeah. It takes commitment and drive, which a lot of people don't have, I feel like, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, my sister sent me this. Uh, my friend Amanda sent me this. Um, when was banned from Walmart after riding a cart while drinking wine from a Pringles can? From a Pringles can? Multiple times repeatedly <laughs> drinking from a Pringles can. Did she bring her own Pringles can and wine, or did she, like, pop open a Pringles can and pour Walmart wine into it to drink so, it? And were uh, there still Pringles in the can? Uh, a lot of details missing from the story I got, but... Um, so, officers responded to a call around 9 a.m. She had been in the parking lot, riding around the store's lot since 6.30 a.m., drinking wine from the potato chip can. So I th- it sounds like she was pouring wine into a Pringles can, not like using the Pringles can to hide a bottle of wine. So, um, okay. Did she think that drinking wine out of a Pringles can would be less conspicuous than just drinking it straight out of the bottle? I think the most con- th- conspicuous part of this was that she was driving... An electric shopping cart, like an electric scooter, around the parking lot for two and a half hours, drinking any substance from a Pringles can. <laughs> she was like, oh, I got to hide this wine. I need to put it in a container. You know what people drink out of? Pringles, Pringles cans. Pringles cans. Normally, like, you know what normies do? Chug from Pringies. I mean, I have seen, you know, at the, when you get to the bottom of the, the Pringles and it's all broken up, you know, you, you upturn it and you... you Pat it on the bottom to get all those, the all crumbs. those chips. Yeah, the crumbles. Yeah. Crumbs. Um, yeah. You know what's too bad? So she was banned from the Walmart. What flavor of Pringles can? It doesn't say. The story is missing a lot of critical deets uh, for sure. Um, so apparently she went to a nearby restaurant, which unfortunately they don't give the name of the restaurant. Um, but so officers showed up, found her there. And just told her she had been banned from the Walmart, which I feel like is not fair. I feel like you have to be like a Walmart manager has to tell you you're banned from it. Like you, like if you're not even if cops don't catch you on the premises or even in the parking lot, I feel like you can legally go back. Yeah. Can you get banned from Walmart for doing something in the parking lot? That doesn't seem right. I honestly don't understand. I don't know what it takes to get banned from Walmart. <laughs> like at Apparently all. Apparently that. Um, I'm doing a map search of, oh man, there are three Walmart super centers in Wichita Falls, Texas. Damn it. The woman had been riding around in the parking lot for hours, starting at 6.30 a.m. And was caught at nine, so two and a half hours driving through. <laughs> so this Twitter user, Aaron McCann, the sentiment that she that she espouses here is basically what we say every time we have one of these local stories. If we still lived in a world with a robust local media, I wouldn't be sitting here wondering with like 15 unanswered questions about the Pringles wine Walmart lady. Mm-hmm. Like what There's flavor so- of Pringles? Didn't the liquid make the Pringles can soggy? Did she eat all the Pringles first? What happened to the wine bottle? What kind of wine was it? Did I'm she purchase s- either of them at Walmart? Probably not in Texas. I feel like there's probably some blue laws. She couldn't get she couldn't get wine just willy nilly. I need to know what restaurant she went to. That's kind of the most important question for me right now. <laughs> there are no restaurants around two of these Walmart super centers. <laughs> Twitter Twitter reply. Why would they ban their mascot? <laughs> okay, there is a McDonald's by one of these things. I'm going to guess she went to a McDonald's. She, went, she definitely went to the McDonald's. I'm you guessing need to get a McGriddle after you've drank all that wine out of a Pringles can. I'm guessing there has to be a Waffle House nearby. That's really what I'm mm. looking for. Um, but no. Maybe a Whataburger? It is Texas. That's true. But at 9 a.m., I don't know. I don't, no one's craving Whataburger at 9 a.m. Are you kidding me? You can get a honey, honey butter chicken, chicken butter. Yeah, honey water chicken butter is a good point. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. It was Cracker Barrel. Nope. Okay, so there are two. We finally found it. The northernmost one is a Cracker Barrel and a Jack in the Box. I'm gonna go with Jack in the Box because mm. that feels most. That is the saddest place. That feels most thematically appropriate for this you know, story. Every time we had a Jack in the Box that was not too far from our house in uh, Greenville, and anytime I mentioned it, Rachel would say that Jack in the Box kills people. 
Because he's a murderous looking clown? No, because there was apparently a story back when she was a kid about somebody dying from Jack in the Box food. I mean, is this like kind of like an urban legend? Like my mom used to tell us that um, Checkers was made of horse meat. No, apparently in 1993, there was an E. coli outbreak at Jack in the Box and a two-year-old died. Multiple Hmm. two-year-olds died, apparently. Well, get ready for that. 732 people were infected with E. coli. Feels like too many people from Jack in the Box. How does that rank on the Chipotle scare scale? (laughs) I don't know. Well, Michael, I'm going to close this out with a quick shower thought, and we'll uh, we'll end the show. How about that? This comes from uh, Mr. J. David T. on Twitter. Mm. Hashtag shower thought. I'm 90% convinced that Tom Cruise and Jackie Chan could be the same person. I mean, just think about it. I can hear Um, you thinking about it. Yeah, I was just thinking about how many and how much of each drugs i would have to do to think that before i would even begin to understand that i mean i guess they could be i've never seen them in the same place at the same time yeah um they both have dark hair Mm -hmm. um they both have faces they both have faces they're both in action movies both of their dads once caught a bullet in their bare hands say what now that's a rush hour joke So Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise could be the same person. 90% convinced. 90, 90, I mean, 90% convinced that they could be. They're both about 5'8". No, I'm kidding. They're both about 5'4". Yeah. They both do their own stunts. That's a good point. They're both devastatingly handsome. Mm. I need One to do key, a, very, very key point. One, uh-huh. The most important point, I think... Michael? And this one's this one's a little bit Be, before you say it, really, really check yourself. <laughs> this one's this one's a little bit hidden. You may not notice it right away if you look at the two of them. But one of them is super dupes Scientologist. Yeah. The so Scientologist. Well, maybe the that's most the most Scientologist. That's the cover. I'm I'm doing a side by side of their uh, <laughs> their IMDBs now. Um are they the same age? Let's see. Who would you guess is older, Jackie Chan or Tom Cruise? Oh, Jackie Chan? Yeah, he was born in 1954, which is crazy. Uh, Tom Cruise is 1962. Hmm. Which so says the internet. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's kept young by uh, vials and vials of his own semen injected into his blood. <laughs> well, that... It's an interesting question. Um, Can I say this? I would say if anyone has mastered the art of injecting his own semen into into his body to uh, keep himself Cruise, young and yeah, healthy, yeah. it's probably Tom Cruise. Yeah. If anyone could do it, it would be him. Yeah. Um, would you rather see all of Jackie Chan's movies with Tom Cruise in them instead or all Tom Cruise movies with Jackie Chan in them instead? Damn, that is fucking tough. Right? That's... I think I'd rather see all of... I think I'd rather see Jackie Chan like in Mission Impossible. That would be great. Although Tom Cruise does a great job in those movies. He does an excellent job. I love those movies. Counterpoint. I would fucking love to see Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights with Tom Cruise. (laughs) I was just about to say... I was just about to say seeing Owen Wilson across from Tom Cruise would be amazing. I will oh, say Rush Hour with Tom Cruise. Rush Hour Tom Cruise does not interest me whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Because <laughs> he plays it too earnestly. Jackie Chan is just, he's great. Uh, top, top Gun. Risky Business with Jackie Chan. Now, that, now we're talking. I will say that adds a certain spice to a lot, especially a lot of the older Tom Cruise yes. movies. If you bring a Jackie Chan's energy mm-hmm. and his certain martial abilities... To like a risky business, mm-hmm. that really changes the power dynamic of that movie a lot. Just imagine like in Top Gun, right? They make a big deal about the fact that he flew inverted to give him mm-hmm. the finger, right? Yeah. Jackie Chan would have gone inverted and then kicked that guy in the face. He would have popped the canopy, dropped onto the guy's plane, double birds, and mm-hmm. then jumped back into the plane. And he would have done it all, his own stunt. Own stunt. But to be fair, if that was on the table, Tom Cruise would have done that stunt too. <laughs> Early Tom Cruise, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. He had he hadn't gone. He wasn't imbued with the power of Scientology at exactly. that point. 
Can I say this? Jackie Chan's made some stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not his fault. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, I, I think you could like easily swap Jackie Chan into 50% of Tom Cruise movies and not, and miss, not, a beat. not miss a single beat. Hmm. Like nothing at all. It'd be fine. <laughs> could you put Tom Cruise, though, in 50% of Jackie Chan movies? I don't think so. Absolutely not. There's no way. No. Because so much of Jackie Chan's power comes from his good punch ability. Yeah. And the speed of his punch ability, which I don't think Tom Cruise can rec- replicate. And also um, just the personality. Yeah. And like the lack of Scientology is so big. That's so important. Um, I will say the foreigner, the concept of it would be pretty good with an old, an old ass, but like busted ass Tom Cruise. Isn't that just like collateral? It's basically collateral. Yeah. Yeah, good point. That was actually the one that I was like, Jackie Chan could just be plugged into collateral, no problem. Yeah. And no oh, one yeah. no one would notice or care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Trends and Low Play. Jerry Maguire. Oh, Jack- Jackie Chan. Ooh, that would hmm. Better or worse? I think better. I think I, better, yeah. Again, like the the implicit threat of physical violence from a Jackie Chan in that role it just really brings a new dynamic to literally in every part of it. Can I tell you, though, that I loved Jerry Maguire. It was one of my favorite movies. It is one of the few movies that almost makes me cry. It's a great film. When he When he comes back and he's like, I'm looking for my wife. I don't know why. Even when I was like 15, I was like, I don't know why, but I'm very sad now. But sad, sad, happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a hell, hell of a film. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I guess we talked about dicks a little bit less than normal, so that feels like a win. Um, but if you like this episode, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis, who occasionally guest hosts here, are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. I am halfway through editing the finale of season two, and then we will be rolling into season three two weeks from now. That's a tilt guarantee. <laughs> tilt guarantee that we have been making for the last eight to nine weeks. Um, but book it, count it, guarantee it. New we'll be, New Year, new us. New Year. Uh, Jackie Chan will be taking over the part of Michael Cushing on that show. Um but uh, also, everyone, we have an email address. It's goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Uh, we did get one email about the show, Longest Days of Our Lives. We did. Imploring us, shockingly, to bring it back. So I think, our, the, I think the exact words were, I need it. Yeah, which, thank you, fan. Thank um, you so much. It's nice to hear from our fan on that, that show. Um, so, yeah, that show is coming back. But also, if you want to... Please beg us for a a podcast or share a story with us or have us send a message to a fellow listener. Shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read everything we get and uh, we will respond if we can and we would love to hear from you. Um, And Michael, how else can people help us out? Uh, Yes, you can also find us on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at TILPcast. Uh, You can also message us there if you want something. Um... Or just tell us how cool the show is. But, uh, you know, please follow us on there. Uh, retweet when we uh, have a new episode. Um, share our post. That is a great way for you to uh, word of mouth get us out there. Um, you can uh, find us on all of your favorite podcast apps um, by searching for Trends in Low Places, uh, which you might know because you're listening to this right now. But you can also find Longest Days of Our Lives by searching for, get this, Longest Days of Our Lives. Oh, shit. Um, and please subscribe to both of those. And, um, you know, give us a review uh, and a rating, if you would be ever, ever so kind. Because um, that is the way that, uh, I guess, podcasts are, are like, determine whether they're good or not. By That's like how they work, I By, think. like, people rate them, I guess. Which is weird. Yeah. I've never done it, but please do it for us. (laughs) Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.